0: Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 943 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs. From across the Low Country, talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts of Beyond the Business, Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood. And great
2: Saturday morning, Low Country. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard here on 943 WSC and Simulcast on IHeart Radio. You may be listening to us via podcast at our website, coastalwm.com. Thank you again for joining us here on another great Saturday morning in Low Country. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox, here this morning. And your other host, Byron Stahl. Good morning, everyone. Good to see you, Byron. Yeah, good to see you, too. Happy Saturday. And uh, Leslie, as usual, is on vacation. I tell you, she's got the life, done. She? She's on vacation a lot right now. Yeah, right I know. Day, so. uh,
0: green with envy right now. We'll,
2: we'll look forward to having her back uh, next week, and uh, certainly wish all of you an upcoming happy week as well as uh, we're heading into the Fourth of July of this coming week. Hard to believe. I know. I know.
0: It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> halfway it's over. Quick. It halfway sure over
2: the year is so. Uh, well, Byron, we had a great show last week. Mister Kenny Gamble, uh, owner of Paul Davis Restoration. A um, former NFL player came on to tell a little bit of his story, and we're going to Kenny talk about you for a minute, like you're not even sitting here, if that's okay. That's um, Byron, what was the takeaway you had from uh, Kenny's show last week? Yeah, absolutely, and
0: you know, Eric, as you know, we're both kind of quote guys. I hope uh, in advance, I'm not stealing one of your quotes. You are. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, I, I usually do. I usually. I'm just looking over at your notes, but. You know, as we all know, you know, entrepreneurship and leadership sometimes are synonymous. To be a good entrepreneur, you need to be a good leader, and I, I liked Kenny's uh, perspective on a you know what it takes to be a good leader and the leaders that he values. And he said the leader needs to be selfless and committed to bringing people together. Um, I think that's just a
2: very very good outlook on uh, to, you know on leadership, and um, certainly. Uh Kenny, I, I love hearing your story about these moments. You know, we all talk about the, the pivotal moment in life where kind of the light bulb goes off and you have an aha moment. And it sounds like you've had a couple of those in your life. Few. Uh, the epiphanies, right? And you talked about, you know, when you were a kid going over to your friend's house and his dad was a successful doctor there in Boston, they had all the things of life in their house and backyard and uh, just how it piqued your interest on how do you get there. And I love the fact, you know, the answer you got from his dad was education. And yeah. that became an inspiration to you and how you have followed that. Um pretty cool to see how there's these moments in life. And by the way, it sounded like you had another moment when you talked about your buddy who you admired and really looked up to and he had unfortunately a, a not so good moment in his life. Exactly. And so you've you've had these moments on both sides of the coin that have been so instrumental in you forging your path.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um Yeah, listen, I, I it's been a wonderful experience, you know these last 54 years, I have no complaints. You know, there's always been, there are always going to be ups and downs, you know, in life. and But, you know, I've been able to forge, you know, a path that, you know, I guess is good for me. You know, and I think, you know, everybody has to, you know, do what's right for them. And, you know, if somebody asked me to look back on my life, you know, up until this point, you know, in terms of, you know, do you feel like you had missed out on anything, or you could have, would have done it any different? I'd say absolutely not. You know, I didn't I didn't plan this path. It just it just happened. I just you know kind of kept my head down and you know worked towards it. And um, you know, I kn- I knew at the end, um, you know, based on my athletic experience, that you know if you make the commitment, and you put the effort in, you know, good things will come. You know, and they may not come when you want them, um, but they'll eventually come. They'll eventually come, and I believe in that. You know, yeah, certainly. Sec, uh,
0: as uh, Eric said off the air, success doesn't happen today.
1: Yes, and I think that's. No, a, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It takes time. So takes time. When
2: we left off last week. Uh, we had talked about the fact that you had grown up around sports, blessed with football uh, capabilities, went on to NFL. Uh, but when you left the league, um, you didn't necessarily leave sports. You ended up spending the next 18 years or so of your life working for Reebok. And, um, and, and, and really around the sporting world. Right. Um, and ended up in management. So let's talk a little bit about the experience yeah. of being with such big, large corporate entities.
1: Yeah. Well, let's just talk about the transition out of, <laughs> out of sport, because yeah. in, in my view, that was the hardest part. It's like you just spent the last four, four and a half years, like, you know, chasing something. Uh, I wouldn't quite say it was a dream because that's not what my intention was uh, initially when I when I after I got drafted I was just I was just playing I was just doing what I do and um, you know I put was put in a position where you know somebody wanted me on their team so I took advantage of it you know 22 23 year old kid right somebody you know gives you an opportunity you got to jump at it but the hardest part was transitioning out of the game when it was done when I realized you know that you know after all my injuries you know I needed to go do something else and it was here's another epiphany. All right. It was uh, I was in Buffalo for camp, and I was trying to make their team. And uh, you know, I had pulled a hamstring early on in in uh, in the uh, during camp time, and I kept I kept running on it, um, only because I was trying to make the team. And uh, you know, at the time, you know, Buffalo had you know Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas, and you know, they had a great you know teams that were making Super Bowl runs every year. And they used to take the running back and you're running, you know, a lot of wide receiver patterns and, you know, you got to be in shape. And so the way they always kind of split Thurman Thomas out, like I watched a lot of film on it, you know, he was running a lot of deep routes. And so I just I felt like I needed to keep pushing through it um, because I was, uh, you know, I wanted to make the team. And, uh, you know, so I, I tweaked it, you know, during camp and I kept running on it all through the summer. And uh, it just got a little bit worse. And then by the time I got to camp, um, you know, I went to, you know, take a step, you know, try to make an explosive move. And the hamstring just Ooh. went. It just went. Um, had blood pooling in the back of the leg. Mm. Um, and I just said, wrap it up because you can't make the club in the tub. So I just wrapped it up and uh, I kept, kept going on it. And, uh, you know, the left one uh, blew out as well. So blood started pulling back there. So I went to the training room, um, and I guess fortunate for me or unfortunate for me, uh, the team doctor uh, was a former Colgate football player uh, named wow. John, John Marzo, uh, quarterback at, the, uh, at Colgate. And uh, he looked at me and he said, man, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, like, I'm trying to make the team. He goes, he goes, these things will never be the same again. He goes, you may, you may want to you know, take some time to think about you know, what you want to do. He goes, you, you you got your degree, right? And I'm like, uh, oh, absolutely. You know, they would never let you graduate from Colgate <laughs> or let you get out of Colgate without without graduating. Um, and so, you know, from that point, I just said, all right, let me let me go home and think about it. You know, I called my wife at the time. Uh, we talked through it, and um, you know, it was just it was time to hang hang it up. And that was that was a disappointing uh, thing for me um, because I had such great success in, in college. Um, yeah had some really really great numbers and to not be able to do what i wanted to do at that at that that level that i that i thought i could do um, was just very disappointing for me and it kind of led me to like where I am today I don't, I don't like to talk about my football experience because of um you know not being able to do what i wanted to do um yeah so it's, sometimes it's painful and people always ask me about it but i, I don't want to talk about it because my experience wasn't as great as i wanted it to be um, so but, do
2: you find that you took that drive and oh, determination absolutely. and steered absolutely. that to yeah, the corporate absolutely. world? Absolutely,
1: I said I'm, I'm going to take this and, and I'm going I'm to do something with it. You know, um, but transitioning out of the game was super hard. You know, I, you know, I I talk to my classmates about this all the time. They were doing something I wanted to do um, while I was playing football, which was you know make my way through business. You know, and these guys have done very, very well over the years. Um, you know, guys that are lifelong friends of mine. I still, we still keep in, you know, touch to, touch today. You know, we invest our money together. You know, uh, today, um, they've they've gone on to be big developers in New York and Boston, and they've done very, very well. But at the same time, they tell me, shoot, guy, we we'd love to be doing what you're doing. Like, why would you, why would you want to go jump in the business world? Because that's why I went to Colgate. I went there with the intent of, you know, being. You know having um you know build a professional professional life um in business not in football um football was just icing on a cake for me um they didn't understand that but but that's what it was for me it wasn't football wasn't the thing that's supposed to define me business is the thing that's supposed to define me so transitioning out of the game was hard because i felt like i was so far behind and uh and I remember people kept telling me while I was playing, yeah, you know, reach out to me. Hey, connect with me. You know, we'll, we'll help you. I didn't really believe that um, until I actually picked up the phone and, and called some folks, um, you know, particularly, you know, people that were Colgate alumni. And that community was, was phenomenal, unbelievable. Um, they connected me with the people I needed to be connected with. Um, I was fortunate enough, even during college time, to work for a number of different alumni. I worked on Wall Street. Um, you know, with Smith Barney, I don't believe they're they still exist today, but I worked, you know, for them for uh, doing an internship. I worked out in California doing commercial real estate, um, uh, with Colwell, um, uh, Colwell banker. Um, and it was awesome. And I had these wonderful experiences, you know, um, due to my connection back to, back to the school. Um, so transitioning out of the game, um, I thought was going to be like super hard, and it was to some extent um, because mentally, you know, I was still thinking about okay, you know, trying to be successful, you know, playing professional football, um, and it just didn't work out. And then I had to focus not m- my attention now on on starting starting my career, and wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. And fortunately, I went to a school uh, with a, another kid. It was actually prep school, and his father owned Starter Sportswear. Uh, they were a company out of New Haven, Connecticut, and I had seen him over over time, um, and I would talk to him for a few minutes and. And I told him, I said, yeah, when I'm done playing, I'm going to come and see you. He said, yeah, come on, come yeah. on and see me, you know, see, uh, let's see if we can find something for you. And so I did. And that was my first job, um, when I was done playing football, I, became, I was an account manager. I went in sales, uh, within a year, um, they gave me all the national accounts, which was awesome. So I handled, you know, the foot lockers champ sports of the world, which were big, you know, major, um, you know, uh, sports apparel and, and footwear, um, retail stores. And it was, it was an awesome experience. And then um, eventually I went into other areas of the the company over time. Um, But I started to, you know, build my, you know, my, my, I guess my resume um, and my philosophy in terms of how um, I was going to operate as a, as a business manager um, with that company. I mean, that's kind of where it all, where it all began. And, um, you know, I've worked for a number of different sports brands and the beauty of, of, of sport is that it teaches you a lot of things about yourself, and it teaches you a lot of things about others. And my feeling is, if you can bring all these different dichotomies together in sport, um, you know, people with different philosophies, you can do that in the workplace. And so I took, you know, all my experiences of being in a locker room, being a team captain, and what it what's what it's supposed to mean to lead. And I took those experiences and used them in the boardroom, and I think I've been pretty successful at that. Um, I don't know how many times, you know, um, I get notes from people that work for me um, that talked about, you know, me and how fairly I treated them, um, how that gave them opportunity to, you know, do what they wanted to do. Um, and a lot of that was because, you know, of what I learned, you know, playing sport, but also, you know, what I learned in the business world worked for other other people. I knew what I, I liked, I knew what I didn't like, and, you know, my my job was to try to figure out you know, what elements I was going to use, you know, to make me a successful, successful manager. And I think I found, found the right formula. But again, it starts with, you know, surrounding yourself mm-hmm. with the right people.
0: Yeah, I think we've heard that once or twice in yeah. the show, surrounding yourself yeah. with the the right people. So walk us through uh, that transition from being a manager at Adidas and, um, uh, at Reebok. and Reebok and deciding to eventually make the leap into entrepreneurship. Walk us yeah. through you know what created that the thought process to even begin thinking about it?
1: Uh, uh, that's pretty simple. It was just tired of working for somebody else and uh, ready to do my own thing. Um, you yeah, know, I had been there for a long time, you know, for eighteen years, and and kind of risen up as far as I, I I thought I could probably go. And uh, I just happened to be working for this person who uh, didn't really understand the business. Um, kind of frustrated me. Um, didn't care about people, just cared about, you know, getting to the numbers. Right. And that's not what I was about. I figure my, or my philosophy was you care about people, you put people in the right position so they can win, and you'll get the results. I mean, that's, that's you know, what I believe. That was my philosophy. And, you know, I was, you know, I was driving in my car. Um, I think I was telling you guys earlier off the air that, uh, you know, I was driving 82 miles a day, um, just one way um you know because i lived on the other side of the state and working in boston and uh i was i was coming home one day after our company moved downtown and uh the traffic was pretty bad and you know as i was telling you it was a there was a 12 mile stint there between you know the seaport district and fenway park um that was taking me an hour and a half to get to get home and and then i had another another hour and a half on top of that and i just said yeah enoughs enough i need i need to put into play you know You know, my my plan in terms of like, you know, taking the next steps and and going to business for myself. Um, You know, I I initially started uh, thinking about, you know, doing something on the side while I was working, you know, uh, maybe, you know, you know, buy a few laundromats just to kind of, you know, get myself going here. Um, You know, not that that was going to be a long term play for me, but it was going to be, you know, an opportunity for me to learn about business, you know, on my own although i was still um you know running a business unit at at reebok you know that had you know 60 people in there um but i had a team around me of financial people and you know product managers and stuff like that around me um you know keeps you pretty insulated um and you know you got a lot of people you know doing a lot of work um but you know going out on your own and you know becoming your own business uh, business owner is a little bit a little bit different um because you are on your own and you're using your own money you know and that's that's one of the one of the huge differences um, plus, you're responsible for hiring everybody. You know that's going to be be a part of your team. So, I wanted that experience. I wanted to challenge myself. Um, you know, I had done everything I felt like I've done in the, in the sports world, and now I wanted to try something different. And I wanted the opportunity to, to continue to grow too as a person. Um, so, I wanted to find something that was totally different than what I was doing at this time. You know, some people told me I was crazy for doing that. Um, you know, should leverage your your sports contacts and your relationships. And I was just, I was just tired. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to do it anymore. So Kenny, I'm sure there's people listening this morning, right? That
2: um, absolutely can relate to what you went through. And they're sitting in a moment where they're thinking about their future. They're, they're in traffic right now. They're (laughs) whatever it is. Right. And they're thinking, I want to do something different. I want to be captain of my own ship. I want to control my destiny. Um, And then there's some who go through that thought and they think about it, but they don't act on it. What advice would you give those people listening today to help them overcome that wall of fear
1: to go from a corporate job to entrepreneurship? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I would say go do it. Um, I, w- I was scared. I was scared at first. Uh, I'm I'm kind of like a German Shepherd where you know I like things in order. Um, you know, I kind of you know want things to be you know kind of laid out. Um, you know, I want I want to see like what's going to happen you know to me. Um, Before it happens, Um, but there's no way of of doing that in life. I mean, it's just not going to happen that way. And sometimes you just got to take a risk. You just got to put yourself out there and you'll be surprised at, you know, the the training that you've already experienced and what you have inside you um, in terms of desire and intelligence that will allow you to be able to take that step. You know, Um, have confidence in yourself and have confidence in your abilities and what you've learned over time. Um, Give yourself a chance, you know, and that's kind of what I did. Um, You know, I knew I had the experience. I knew I had the desire. Um, I knew I could, you know, I could, you know, just, you know, work through it. Um, You know, the the key was just having the guts to go do it. And, you know, I did it. Um, Yeah, I utilized my money, but I had a plan to save up so that when the opportunity came, the time came, I was ready for it, you know. And I was ready for it. It it was it, this couldn't have worked out, you know, more more perfect. Um, but trust yourself, you know, trust that you're gonna do it. Um, you're doing this for yourself. So what
0: brought you down here to uh, to Charleston? Yeah,
1: yeah. After doing all this research on, you know, on that on the on the different types of business that I was interested in, um, you know, I I chose the restoration industry um, because I learned that, you know, I had everything I was looking for. Uh, in, the, in the industry And I just happened to uh, Talk to a friend of mine uh, Who actually suggested The restoration industry as well And I, I looked at a couple of Opportunities up in Boston um, Just couldn't get to the point Where I could get a deal Deal done And I happened to be in Atlanta um, Looking at another company And I got a call from someone Who said Hey I've Got a guy in Charleston That's interested in Selling his business And uh, Why don't you uh, Take a ride over there And so I looked at the map And I'm like uh, yeah, that's a five-hour drive to, to Charleston. And, uh, you know, she's like, yeah, sure. Uh, but, you know, he's ready to sell, so <laughs> go see him. And she goes, I think this is right up your alley. And I said, okay. So so I drove with my wife, and, you know, we uh, we rolled over here. And I did a little, you know, looking up on, on of, of Charleston. I didn't know much about it. Never really heard of Charleston before. Heard of Charleston, West Virginia, but not Charleston, South Carolina. You don't hear that a lot, by the way. Yeah. Well— <laughs> Yeah, I mean, up, if you're from the Northeast, yeah, you you uh, you wouldn't really know much about it because when people up in the Northeast think about the ocean, they think about the Cape or mm. you know Rhode Island places like that. Um, but anyways, I you know I, I did some looking up on on the um, on the area, and you know there's been some history here, um, and especially being a person of color, um, you know it, it would cause you to be a little bit you know hesitant about coming here, you know especially what happened in 2015. And I know they just did a tribute, you know, on that uh, the other day. And, you know, I'm the kind of person like, you know, I I give everything the benefit of the doubt, Um, you know, and it's all about more about how I feel, you know, um, you know, when I'm in that environment. And I believe that you can make it the environment, whatever you want to make it. And um, so, yeah, be aware of history. um, But, you know, don't let that let that slow you down. Just be aware. Um, but yeah, I got here, um, I drove around, you know, I looked around, um, I don't like the heat, um, but I'm dealing with it. Um, my wife likes the beach. Um, so she was happy about, you know, seeing all the water around, around us. Um, I heard we're in hurricane alley. I was concerned about that, but then when I sat down with the owner and we, we talked about, you know, the business, the opportunity, uh, where he saw there was opportunity, um, you know, I just said this is this is probably like like the right thing for me. And so I, I took the leap and uh probably within, you know, a week we had a deal. Um, it happened pretty fast. And then I had to go through the process of getting cleared through, you know, the franchise system that I'm that I'm a part of and that took maybe a day. And, you know, everything, you know, has you know worked out. It was it was great. Um you know, I don't know or I didn't know a lot about the industry. I know a lot more now. Um, you know, so there's things that I'm working on right now um, in terms of getting up to speed, in terms of how this industry works and how the business model works. Um, but I will tell you this, I know people. I know how to manage people. And to me, that's 95% of the job is like figuring out how to motivate folks when you come in every day, um, get them moving in, in the same direction as you, Um, But me also sharing with them, you know, where I want to take the company. So I took an opportunity to, um, you know, just, you know, sit back for about 90 days and just kind of watch how the company operate. I didn't change anything and basically told the folks there that, you know, the team there that I wasn't going to change anything for a year. You know, I want to see how how I was going to operate. And then I would come to them at some point and share with them my vision in terms of how I um, how I would like to see this this work, how I'd like to see it grow and it was like right around Easter time you know I, I had put together this deck and I took everybody through it and I wanted to share with them I wanted to make sure they knew you know why I was making decisions um, so that um, they understood you know why I was making decisions and it was great and they were just happy um, that I shared that information with them um, which allowed us to get aligned you know internally and get us all moving in the, in the right direction and then um, you know I brought in my my trade partners and I did the same thing for them, and I wanted them to know that you know I appreciated you know what they've done, that they've helped you know build a you know pretty strong legacy you know with this company, and that I wanted to share in that share that information with them, um, and give them the opportunity you know to challenge me on it or um, give me feedback that allow us to have a better partnership, and um, you know I think it went over well. Um, you know, I talk to these guys every day. They they seem to be excited to be working with us, and things have been good. You know, they've been good, and you know, I don't expect that you know much is gonna much is gonna change from that perspective. You know, as long as I keep people informed and you know keep them you know aligned, you know, I think we'll we'll be successful.
2: What a great story, just in terms of all your life experiences, all the relationships along the way. Um, it kind of reminds me of Byron. A lot of the the folks that we interview on this show that talk about whatever business they're in they're not really in that business they're in the people business We're in the people right business, and it doesn't yeah, matter what you're exactly. selling what you're manufacturing you're in the people yeah. business and you have certainly exemplified what it, it means obviously to create develop and sustain relationships so congrats on your success and we look forward to maybe having you back a few years from now and hearing how uh paul davis has grown in the area and what you've been able
1: to do uh, in that practice yeah. yeah thank you yeah this is just the just the beginning, and. Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a long way ways to go, um, and, you know, I'm trying to find ways to, you know, fit into the community here. Um, you know, never before have I had the opportunity like I have now uh, to be more ingrained, and so I want to take advantage, uh, advantage of the opportunity to, to do that. Uh, in my previous, you know, management experience, you know, I worked a lot of hours, um, so I never really got to know any people in my community. You know, I just knew people in my corporate office of, you know, 5,000 people. Um, But this affords me a different opportunity and affords me the opportunity to, you know, get out there more, um, experience what it's like, you know, to, you know, connect with other business owners here locally. And I look forward to the opportunity of of doing that. I just joined a, you know, local uh, business group here, uh, which has been really, really cool. Um, And uh, I want to take advantage of that uh, as well as take advantage of, you know, doing some more uh, philanthropic things, um, you know, that will allow me to you know, to be more involved in, in the community here. So, Well,
2: we appreciate you taking the time to share your story. And by the way, if anybody's listening, wanted to get a hold of Paul Davis Restoration, how will they contact you?
1: Uh, yeah, they can contact uh, me through uh, uh, through the office phone number, which is 843-216-3331, or go online to pdcharleston.com and uh, put your information in there, and uh, someone will contact you shortly.
2: Sounds great. Well, Kenny, thank you again. Kenny Gamble, owner of Paul Davis Restoration here in Charleston. You've been listening to Beyond the Business, heard here on 943 WSC. And again, until next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Charleston, have
1: a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 943 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 943 WSC.